Kainos, Kainos, fresh tongues, Kainos, fresh tongues. A new depth, a new fountain, a new depth, a new fountain, Kainos. When God speaks, His words is as deep and as eternal as Himself. And that is why it is a little. And that is why if it is possible that we will come into the economy of the truth that God communicates. Remember, as a matter of fact, a man lives by the truth he knows. So it is not possible for you to make progress in life until you are brought into the economy of truth. It so happens that God only deals in his administrations with truth only. So he told the woman at the well in the book of John chapter 4. He said that God is a spirit and they that will worship him will worship him in spirit and in truth. That word truth there is reality. It will mean that there are um, three frames, two frames of reference and there are two possibilities from whence the man can be able to build his life from. But as far as God is concerned, he builds with realities. Only truth have the capacity to build men into what God intends for their life and destiny. So until that woman stumbled upon truth, the reality, all her life was just a mere existence. I'm here because I believe prophecy captures this day. And meanwhile, the days that is important to God, many times it might not look like it. Many years ago, many years ago, in the year 2011 I was I think I was in my 400 level in this campus so I went to fast and on that day I went to fast there is a mountain in this school called Vet Mountain I went to fast on Vet Mountain those days and it was during the Christmas time. Pay attention. Pay attention. The reason why you need to pay attention is that God, the power of God will move so mightily. And if you are not grounded in what I'm saying, you will not have something to stand upon by the time we start. When God comes, He comes like a volcano. It is such that no man can stand before it. I. No wonder He's called the Rock. And the revelation of the rock is not something you stumble upon. Maybe because you are walking that road and you see a stone. That is not the rock we are talking about. And in case you are, you are studying geology in this school, that's, that rock they are teaching you is not the rock we are speaking about. This rock can only be understood by revelation. Huh? That is how the woman Hannah spoke. He said, there is none like unto our God. And there is no rock like him. How did a woman stumble upon the revelation that God is a rock? And the Bible told us in the New Testament that if the rock comes upon you, it crushes you. If you come upon the rock, it breaks you. So the, the time is coming. So when I was on that mountain, are you with me? If you are with me, say amen. Your amen can be louder. If you are with me, say amen. I was on that mountain and I have been hearing about encounters but that's five days 
my life shifted into something I didn't believe was possible. Of course I'm born again. Of course I speak in tongues. Of course I evangelize. But after that encounter, my life changed. In fact, it changed so much that I took outreach to all the hostels in this campus, except for two hostels, two female hostels. I went to all the rest of the hostels. From Mesa Kaita to, to Zix Flat. Do we still have Zix Flat now? From Mesa Kaita to Zix Flat. To Nkrumah. To Mbanefo. Do we still have Mbanefo now? All the hostels. What happened? A product of an encounter. Five days. And when I came back, God began to tell me the way to make an impact in this campus in such a way that it will last. It was then, even though I did not know, he began to teach me the way of priesthood. There are many things we are doing that is correct. But in the kingdom, um, accuracy according to God's perspective is just doing what people say is correct. You can just become another good fellowship president, another father and sister. And we took a roll call of the men that worked with us those days. We noticed that as soon as they drop their position, they become another kind of being. In case they did not become it in the campus, check them two years, three years. Some of them, why will they come back? After three years, you look for them, you cannot see. In fact, the men we get to hear about are not even men that stood in very known positions. It is men that God worked in their hearts. Huh? There are others that worked with position, but there are men that God worked in their heart. It is men that paid heed to priesthood. It was then that I began to understand that priesthood is what brings government in a campus like this. So it doesn't matter. Are you with me? Are you with me? It doesn't matter what people do, the kind of program, the kind of engagements that take place in the campus. If men have not learned priesthood, then the prophecies and the things that is hanging upon the campus will continue to linger. And um, it is not because I want to praise you people, but this campus is is the firstborn. I'm not saying it to please you people. It is what we know by the spirit that this campus is the firstborn. You don't know the implication of that. The implication of that is that you people are delaying other people. So unless this campus arises to the place that they are supposed to be in the spirit, other campuses in this eastern region will continue to falter in their attempt to climb into the place of destiny. I tell you the truth. But if the firstborn does not realize her position, his position, you know what is profanity? The nursing. When you don't have regard for the things that is, and then you are playing to the gallery, then what will happen is that there is such a man called Jacob. Jacob is not a human being. Jacob is a reality in the spirit. And the name of that reality is supplanter. Just like Esau is not a human being. Because the human being Esau succeeded as a man. Have you checked the Bible? Check. Esau succeeded. So what does he mean? The blessing that Jacob had. What is the blessing? In fact, if you check in the initial stages. In fact, up until Jacob died, based on natural riches, Esau is richer than Jacob, up until Jacob died. So we need to understand what is the blessing. We need to understand actually what 
Jacob collected from Esau. In fact, a time came as of the time that Joseph went to Egypt. These people are still struggling with food to eat. <laughs> that will show you that whatever it is that these men represent is not in the natural, it is in the spirit. So if Esau appears and he is the firstborn and he said, Oh boy, what am I doing with firstborn? Give me food, let me eat and escape. That will mean that they will lose their position and another will collect it. But if you are here, you are implicated. My prayer today is that I need 21 people here that will partner with me. And if you will believe God to use you, by the time I'm living here, I will give you such as I have. And it's not because I'm boasting. What I will give you is what will help you to crack this campus and hold it by your hand. I tell you of the things I've, I've tested for a decade and I know it's working. And I've tested it in many terrains. I'm not just a teacher. I will still teach you Bible. I will teach you Bible. But I need to bring you up to speed with what God is doing. You can teach a man Bible. But I'm also I'm a, I'm a field man. I have field experience. In fact, many of the things I teach, I have to wait for long to make sure that these things are working in my life before I begin to tell people why oh, I do it like this. Why oh, I do it like this. And I've done it. I have discipled people on this in many campuses. And we see God begin to rise. Begin to rise. And then after some time, those men will gain advantage in the campus and put structures that will ensure that the things that God is releasing for a generation is kept. Has he not bothered you? That sometimes you see as if God move, people will be praying everywhere. And we say, ah, and the revival come. And then very later we see the prayer. It begins to die. It seems as if the people praying are in a cage. It seems as if fasting and prayer has become evil now. Because instead of bringing us to where we are supposed to be, it has become the same thing that is brooding religion amongst our hearts. The same thing lacks the capacity to bring us to the place where we stand for God and manifest the destiny that is hanging upon our lives. After five days, I came down and God began to teach me some things. I said, ah, is this how I've been wasting my, my time and thinking that what I'm doing is correct? He told me, oh yeah, do this, do this, do this. And part of the things he taught me is how to understand that. I hope you know that every hostel in this campus has a governing spirit, has a ruler. Huh? And if you are sent to that kind of place and in your soul God has not conquered that, it will mean that you will become subject to the same thing that the ruling spirit is bringing upon the territory. You know, our topic is fruitless. That that means somebody fruitfulness. Ah. There is only one way to be fruitful in the kingdom. One way is not to. <laughs> there is only one way. What is that way? Huh? I heard somebody. What? Huh? The only one way is death. That's the only prescribed way to be fruitful. I mean, if you want to be fruitful in God context. And that is why I'm building up like this. You see, if we will retain the capacity to be fruitful 
in the agenda that God has committed into our hands, then it will mean that we will yield ourselves to the instrumentality that God has ordained in the kingdom to bring death to everything that is, in, that is the old man that is still at work in our members. You see, the scripture spoke, he said, give no space for the devil. It will mean that for the believer that works with God that is in Christ, it is expected that your life has no room for Satan. But that is actually not the case. It will also mean that the space that Satan has in your life is the one that you actually gave him. Are you with me now? Now, the question now is, somebody asked me, but I have checked my life. I did not see where I gave Satan space. Now, the reason why you have not seen it is that you have not brought yourself where the cross worked on your life. You see, the cross is the difference between the old and the new. The cross is what differentiates the old man and the new man, the new creation and the old creation, the new covenant and the old covenant. It is what differentiates what we are in the flesh and what we are in God. So, this is what God does. If he wants to work in the possibilities of the new man into your operating system as a human, he will bring the cross and bring it to your heart and keep it like this. Remember, uh, is it not the book of John? Let me start like that. I will still tell you another story after that one. The book of John said, I think John chapter 12, John chapter 12, he said that except a corn of wheat does what? And what? What will happen? I'm not hearing you. It will what? So, the possibility of fruitfulness for that seed is if it falls to the ground. And it's not just that you fell to the ground. If you fall to the ground, you what? You die. So, imagine if you see men in this campus that is trying to do something for God that have ambition in their heart. Some of them want to be the reigning minister. They want their target is to be the biggest fellowship in this campus so there is competition that kind of adventure lack the capacity to fulfill the agenda of god that work have to fall and what it is from there that fruitfulness will come you now see my message is hard i'm still coming on so imagine whether somebody the reason why he's fasting is for them to say now this guy is a is a fasting machine he, he wants to be the person that that is the most powerful man in this his target is not god his target his end is fasting that kind of man need to die now the problem with fasting like that is that god will allow you to fast like that for two years and the way you will know that something is wrong with that approach is that after two years there is nothing productive the fruitfulness that should come as a result of the fact that a man passed through the correct route to engage the things of the kingdom will be lacking in your life because you engaged it without dying. You are trying to fast, but your fast is to get God to do something in your life with the flesh inclusive. So if there is still an attempt for somebody to say, I am, I am the biggest man of God, I am the most powerful fellowship arm, then the corn of wheat need to fall to the ground and what? Die. That is when we will retain the capacity to do the kind of ministry that Satan cannot stand in this campus. That is the platform of fruitfulness. It is the beginning. So until men are brought to this point, they will continue to do the things that Satan can snuff out. You see, hmm, 
Many of you think that Satan is so afraid of your fasting and prayer. And believe you me, when I talk about fasting and prayer, I speak about something that I too have done. I believe I've fasted a little. And I believe I've prayed a little. Not enough. Not much. But I believe I've prayed and fasted a little. Huh? If you fast 200 days in a year, I think you have tried. And my sister, have you not tried? So I think I've tried. I have, I have a little knowledge in it to advise you. Guess what? After 40 days of dry fasting, Jesus came out from his fasting and Satan came to tempt him. I thought 40 days of dry fasting should have made Satan to go away. No, the fasting actually attracted Satan. That's why many young men used to tell me that when they started praying for the campus, this one started happening. When they started my results, what they don't know is that when you begin to engage the things that is territorial, then Satan will begin to respond to it. It will mean that whatever you have been doing before then is not so important that Satan will come and be disturbing himself. So it means every single person that have not come to the point where Satan is raising that kind of warfare has not done something that can attract the attention of Satan. Then you begin to realize and many there are many people they come and say, Ah, there is no need for warfare. Let me tell you, the ultimate believer is a warrior. There is no other way except warfare. And uh, uh, the, the life you live is a life that came by war. And there is only one way to sustain that kind of life except to live by warfare. The Bible said that Jesus, having scored all principalities and powers, he made the public show of them. He said he triumphed over them in it. It is from there that he got the victory and gave it to us. Then the mandate of the believer is to triumph in victory. Our target is not to fight for victory. Our target is to triumph. Meanwhile, triumph is on the basis of the instrumentalities that Jesus used to conquer. And if it is true, then we have to pass through that same channel. And our job is to enforce all the victories of Jesus. The Bible said in the book of Revelation, and war broke out in heaven. I said, what? What is this? The same heaven. War broke out. So why will a believer be discouraged that he began to engage the territory, engage souls, engage so that something will crack and war began and you are afraid? It should make you happy. Because it will mean that all you have been doing for once, Satan has taken you serious. There are many people that live for three years, four years, that are going to church. Satan have not taken them serious. Eh? Let me tell you how you know Satan. Even God doesn't take you serious. He said, Oh, if you don't if you don't give me a I will, I will stop going to church, he will give you a you are not serious, he has not taken you serious. Eh? If he, if he, some of us, if you pray that kind of prayer, that's the reason why nothing will happen. So that he will teach you dependence, he will teach you that it's not all the time. Have you? You are not married. If you are married and you are a child, small child. As if he cries when he's small, say, Daddy, I want to eat anything. You give him. You give him. By the time he's five years old, and he said, Daddy, I want to drive your car. What will you do? What will you do? Because as of that time, huh, he is entering into a, a stage of responsibility where he should know that this is not everything you cry for. Huh? May God not leave you as a babe. I tell you the truth. 
The Bible said in the book of Matthew, it said that Rachel weep for her children. The problem is that the days that thrones we are fighting, children become victims of the contention of thrones. There is a warfare of throne in this campus. Very strong one. Very, very strong. Very, very strong. And it will take a certain kind of business to 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 participate in it. It will mean that it is not everybody that is in the campus that Satan is actually interested in what they are doing. So we can be 1,000 people going to church every Sunday, going to fellowships, but there are just maybe 20 that God can ride upon. Huh? And it will mean that the level that they need to engage, to bring the hand of God upon the territory is far heavier than them. And many of them will crumble under the weight of that level. Some of them, their results will suffer. Their academics will suffer. The reason why he's suffering is because they are doing the work that a thousand men should have done. I pray that after this meeting, people will begin to cry for God everywhere in this campus in Jesus' name. It is not because they want to. Some of them, Jesus will appear to them. Because as I, as I started talking, I saw angels moving around the campus. Moving around the campus. So people that are not even in this meeting, things will begin to happen to them that they cannot explain. The kind of thing that will happen to you is that you, you, you can't shake it off. You will be trying to find a way to become normal. You can't be normal. God will begin to manipulate your steps and make sure that you are implicated in his agenda. And the instructions you will be receiving after now will be such that you will be wondering, am I the one that God is telling to do this? Is it not me? Is it not me? But it's the call. When the call comes, the Lord told Jeremiah, don't say I'm a young man. Don't say I'm a young man. I'm looking for a guy that his heart is set accurately. And then his, his, his will is set as a flint. And he's willing to go all the length with me. I will forget all the people. I will lead them. Should I tell you, the people in charge of what is happening in the campus might not have any position. Yes, it might not be the JCB president. Except you labor to make your position the same a reality in the spirit. And guess what? Satan knows how to disgrace people. So it is better you come with a heart that is willing to labor to mirror what you have seen God do in the spirit. I have a body. I have a body. Now, been around a few campus, and I found out some of us even made that mistake. If you are a campus student, many times we overestimate ourselves. The reason why you overestimate yourself is that you have not understood the level that it takes for God to bring forth His agenda. It takes a lot of a lot of level, which is why. When God begins to work in a campus, he de-emphasizes on individuals. Because the power of an individual to bring forth a change is very minimal. It will take some people, some of them, 10 years to grow into, that is, 10 years of consistency. It's not 10 years, it's not many of you here, you fell into masturbation, you come out, you, you enter into relationship, you come out, then you are serious, then you're, you're whatever and all that. No, that is 10 years of consistency. Of not touching a woman. Huh? Not just not touching a woman. Of consecration. 
Some of you are not touching, you have not done the act, but you have done every other thing. It's still the same thing. There is somebody I'm talking to repent. Some people have not done this, but the amount of time and energy they are spending in relationship is draining them. So when they come out, they are ineffective. Nothing is happening in the relationship, but two hours is invested in it. The time to cook, the time to meditate, the time to gather your heart and soul together, you are using it to invest in a relationship. I hope you know that every relationship has, has a need for investment. Investment of time, investment of money, investment of emotions, investment of all kinds of investment. As a young man that God wants to use in this campus, you can't afford that lotion. Huh? That's why many of you have to live like the teach bites. Huh? The Bible said we don't know where Elijah came from. They just said Elijah the teach bites. You either live in the woods. That is why when John the Baptist came, he began to live in a certain manner, dress in a certain manner. They did not bother to ask. They said, the spirit of Elijah is on this man. Because there is a way you begin to behave. You begin to live. You begin to eat. You begin to dress. When the spirit of Elijah came upon, comes upon you. After that encounter I had, it did not make me to start ministry. Even though my God showed me heavy things happened. I, I won't even tell you what happened. Do you know what he did to me? It is there that God brought me into the spiritual dimension of priesthood. It was the anointing of priesthood that came upon me in that encounter. It is such that I was no more normal. If I'm in the class, I'm praying. If I'm in the hostel, I'm praying. When I didn't know it's possible, I prayed three hours every night for one semester. Try it. If you try it, this campus will shake. It is hard self to pray every night for 21 days i mean without break it's not to pray some some of the time you sleep no it's to pray without break you will see the power that god will grant you in the territory and as i'm talking don't think i'm talking to guys that's the problem that some ladies make they think ah, this this kind of thing it can only be guys is a lie the Bible said in the book of Luke chapter 18 verse 1 He said for men ought always to pray And not to faint And the scripture began to give us a parable about a woman huh? How can the scripture be talking about men Praying and not fainting And the best example they can use is a woman huh? It will mean That the emphasis of God is never on the gender That if a woman arises You can be a judge like Deborah the Bible said, Deborah, wife of Lapidot, prophetess, now said judge in Israel. That thing is not a position. It is a rank and stature that a woman attained by alignment in the spirit. She was not willing to yield to the things that the fellow ladies yield in the territory. She separated herself onto a higher cause. When men are doing many things, she saw where there is gap in the spirit. And she looked to see if another person will sit there. And nobody is sitting there. According to Deborah, the Bible said that it was in the time that they looked for the men, they couldn't see them. A woman rose by stature. He said, God, can you use me? I want, I'm looking for those women here that will say, God, can you even use me? Huh? If you give me grace, I will level for you. If I pick that certain kind of women in this place, 
I will give you my jacket. Because I'm looking for those kind of women. There is something about a woman that pours her soul into a work and a labor. It will seem as if her life is meshed with it. Can I find five here? That's my job. I'm here looking for something. I'm not preaching, and I'm not teaching. I'm doing a territorial business. I want to help you people so that after now, you can level from here and it will be easier for you. Before we came here, we labeled a lot in prayer and we are still laboring in prayer to make sure that this meeting is effective. The reason is, what it takes to bring the hand of God in a territory is beyond anointing. It was Benihim that said that prayer is superior to the anointing. And if there is a man that knows the anointing, I think it's Benihim. That prayer is what? Superior to the anointing. We have seen anointed men die. We have seen anointed men fornicate. We have seen anointed men behave as if they were not died as if they were not anointed. It will mean that anointing is not the ultimate. We have seen anointed men live in sin, not just sin, live in it. I mean, they can't even help themselves. Some of them will come back and lead worship, and things will happen. They will go back and fornicate. But you can't be singing and praying at the same time. Huh? One must stop. So if you continue praying and praying and hitting three to four hours every day, sin will stop. I'm not saying you are not planning to stop, but it will stop. Meanwhile, if you are praying for six hours and you continue sinning and continue sinning, prayer will stop. You are not planning to stop prayer, but it will stop. So these are the two things that cannot cohabit together. So when we want to bring people to the place where they are able to trap the things that God is doing, we introduce them to priesthood. And the greatest molecule in priesthood is prayer. Prayer, prayer, prayer. The Bible spoke in the book of Luke. He said that Zechariah came to offer incense. Um, in the time of prayer, meaning that, remember, meaning that... Um, Prayer will represent incense before God. Even as the Bible said in the book of Revelation, He said there was an angel that had a bar full of incense. Now, when a man comes to offer incense, are you with me? It will mean that there is only one way to represent the highest amount of incense before God in prayer. The day Zachariah came to offer incense was the day of prayer and the time of prayer. So it will mean that whatever he is doing as of that time is equal to prayer. Meanwhile, the Bible said that he is a priest and by cause he is supposed to offer incense at the altar. How many minutes do I have? Let me know when to fly. Just write it and keep for me. I need to show you something before we fly. We start flying. It is only your spirit that will possibly be receiving you will not be able to cope with the speed that will be moving at. So I need to show you one or two secrets. So when I finished that encounter, I now knew that priesthood is what it takes. And the power of priesthood is not necessarily in what you do. It's in consistency. Say after me, consistency. I didn't hear you. Say after me, consistency. Say it again, consistency. Let all of us say it, consistency. So this is it. Satan is not, a, is not afraid. 
that you probably went to Bed Mountain and fasted maybe for five days or six days. If there is no plan to continue, because when I finished that fasting, I went to rejoice. I went with my friend those days. He was castle vice president. So, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm not a pastor, but I'm not a fellowship man. I'm not a denominational man. I used to be. I apologize ahead. But I will not say anything that will hurt you anymore. I will just be saying what God is telling me. The man. Ah! We are just starting now. Let me try. The man was the vice president. He said, hey, do, let's go to Vet Mountain and pray. When we finished fasting and came down, I was rejoicing. And I said, Lord, I have fasted for five days. Old. Let everything fall for me. <laughs> when I came down, I found out that the fasting I fasted is so that I will be giving the grace to fast. What I received, the major thing I received from that five days dry fasting is the grace to what? Fast. I now realize that in the kingdom, the way to pray more is to pray. And the way to fast more is to fast. The way to give more is to give. And the way to study more is to study. It is in studying, we study more. It is in praying, we pray more. It is in fasting, we fast more. It is in giving, we give more. I never knew. So I came and said, Oh Lord, now give me the campus. When I prayed that prayer, you know what God told me? God told me from today. Because I was rejoicing and fasted five days. The man told me, Live a fasted life. I spoke in tongues. I said, It can't be God telling me. How doesn't He know me? How can He be telling me to live a fasted life? Hmm? Such is the instruction that is coming to many of you. But you look at yourself, you say, God can't be telling me this one. He know me now. There are people you should be telling this kind of thing. It's not me. Huh? Let me JJ, do my BSc and leave. Huh? How can he be telling me this kind of thing? Doesn't he know I'm a lady? Doesn't he know that if I fast too much, it will shift my delicate balance? Small three days I follow fellowship to fast. My my cheek have entered inside. And they're telling me to fast. Look at my skirt, it's now like this. Huh? Somebody came and met a sister where we are fasting together. The mother came and met the sister. I said, Look at my daughter. My daughter. I mean, it's fasting that rearranged the lady. Meanwhile, it is better I become small in the natural and then I'm big in the spirit. Because it is only men that are big in the spirit that have the capacity to cause things to change. Any attempt to know a man in the natural is the greatest mistake you will make. I tell you, even the Bible instructed us, he said it was Paul that was saying, he said, henceforth knowing no man after the flesh, he said even Jesus. So an attempt to know Jesus in the flesh is the, the lowest you can ever meet Jesus in the flesh. So you might think it's an advantage to meet Jesus in the days that he was in the flesh, but it's a disadvantage. Because even then he was telling Peter, pray with me for an hour. But Peter could not pray. But when 
Jesus entered into his throne as a result of resurrection. He came to the plane where the instructions that he gave men is no more in the cognitive dimension. It is now an administration from his throne, the throne of the Christ. It is from that throne that he brings government upon every soul that has yielded to his lordship. You see why I'm telling you to follow me? Because we are about to fly now. You see, all the administrations of God is from the platform of the throne of the Christ. So everything that Jesus achieved as, as the Christ, what he achieved, his death, resurrection, all the things that are close to him is now invested in an office. And the reason why it is invested in an office is if there is a possibility of God releasing those dimensions upon your life, then it has to be from the platform of administration. So the purpose of the office is administration. So when we say the throne of the Christ, we mean the throne of the administration of the kingdom of God. It will mean that no matter what Jesus achieved, if it was not invested in an office, then there is no possibility of administration. Are you with me now? So if that is why when you got born again, Jesus was not just your savior. He was your Lord. Because it is in the context of lordship that Jesus has the capacity to administrate everything that he has achieved. In his atonement so if you have the rate the measure to which a man is submitted to the lordship of christ is the measure to which he can administrate in a man and administrate to a man so that is why the bible said that, and the proof of the fact that you are yielded to the government of god is the rate and measure of obedience that is found in your life if jesus told you pray for one hour in the night and you have not be, been able to pray for one hour and you are trying to do many things for god See, don't enjoy your life, oh. This is how many young men fail. Jesus has been telling you to drop pornography, drop some things for long. You have not been able to drop it. But sometimes when you come, the anointing will be strong. And in one week, just one week prayer, you now go and do one thing and set her with Because in the little things of obedience, you have not been able to yield to the government of God. Then you expect that God will take you to the heights of authority. No, authority is traced to government and obedience. The Bible spoke in the book of Philippians chapter 2. He said that Jesus, even though he was God, he counted in no robbery. He said he belittled himself. He became humble. He became obedient and died. Even the death of the cross is now said that God has highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every other name. It will mean that the authority that he attained is as a result of the obedience that he yielded to. The Bible said, having a readiness to avenge all disobedience. When? So it will mean that the reason why that there is many, there are many disobedience in the territory. There are many things we are trying to get Satan to subject to, but Satan refused. It will mean that he has many platforms in our lives and in our territories, in our fellowships, that we have not yet yielded to his obedience. As I'm talking now, I saw a young, that young man. God will put something in your mouth. You know, there is something God can put in a, a, a man's mouth. And it will seem as if almost anything you speak happens. He will put something. Let's see a scripture. 
John, let me see that. Show me that John chapter 12. MFMCF. Are you ready for fire? There is a reason fire is in your name. <laughs> there is a reason fire is in your name. It's not a nomenclature, it's a reality in the spirit. Huh? My brother, how much fire do you carry? It's not a nomenclature, it's something you are supposed to carry. If somebody mistakenly touch it, touch fire. I'm telling you, it's something that is a reality. Part of the reason I'm talking small, small is so that I will be able to talk to you. If I raise my voice now, I might not be able to complete my teaching. Now, the Bible said here that verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and what let's read it together one two ready go all of us will continue now read verse 25 mm -hmm. so if you hear except a corn of wheat falls to the ground and dies, you will not be able to understand the context until you now read the next verse. The Bible said that the problem of a generation that have not seen fruitfulness is because they love their life. You may not believe it, but you like yourself too much. Huh? You like yourself too much. Sometimes bring the food. Keyboardies, give me small food. Sometimes bring your food and ask your food. Since I've started eating you, what have you added to my life? I know many of you have not asked that kind of question. Huh? Bring your WhatsApp. Ask your WhatsApp. What have you added to my growth in God? Your Facebook account. What have you added? Huh? Except a corn of wheat falls and dies. I will trust God to bring us to the cross again. And then men will die. And the season of fruitfulness will be activated all over the campus. What we need is dead men. They are the men that have the capacity to carry the glory of God. You see, the Bible said that no flesh shall glory in my presence. It will mean that flesh lacks the capacity to carry the weight of God. A day has arrived and men have to come to the place where they die and die again. See, this is a teaching and a philosophy. This is not a doctrinal teaching, even though it has a doctrinal basis. A man has to come to the experience. And the Bible says that there is only one way for you to achieve the point where you have died and then fruitfulness have come from your life. He said it will come to a point where you don't love your life. You see, these are the kind of men that anything that have the capacity to give your life comfort that is against um, the progress you are making in God, that is something you need to keep aside. Even the good things of life. I mean, they are not bad, but you need to keep them aside. <laughs> uh, 
problem might be some titles and positions that you have. You might have to keep it aside. Though. There are certain young men that call me somewhere. They said that they came and God told them to organize prayer. No, I said, ah, how did God tell you? He said, God came and said, raise an altar for me. I said, when did, when did raise an altar for me mean gather people and start praying? God said, you go and raise an altar and start praying. You gather people. I say, if you will make progress, you might have to start a fresh and disband that. Because God is not in it. And the reason why you will know what I'm telling you, it will be hard for you. Because probably people have known you as man of God. For you to come back now and enter into discipleship and be disciple their flesh, so that the flesh will die. And the propensities that is in your soul, that have the capacity to allow Satan to have profit in your life, may be dealt with. Let me tell you, Satan is not afraid of that something came on you and you are doing something. He, he is interested in the fact that you even succeed, so that he will have profit in the life of a man that has not died to the flesh. Are you with me? Let me tell you. They brought a report to me. They said a guy in one campus came. And there are people who is discipling. They are praying together. In the night, he will call one of the ladies and say, remove your clothes. And the lady will remove her clothes and be stuck naked. And he said, they asked him, he said, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm weak. I'm a weak man of God. We are all going together. Well, you see, that is such a man that has not been discipled. Huh? He has not died. And because he has not died, even though he's praying and doing ministry, Satan is not afraid of that kind of ministry because he will reap the greatest profit on the ultimate. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Except a cob of which dies, then the ministry that is done in this campus is a waste. Men have to come to the place where they are dead. It will mean that we trace the agenda of God from heaven and then we stay there. Any other thing, our will and our ways, we have to die to what God wants to do. Then it will mean that men have to arise again. Our opinion and the things we think that this is how God wants to do have to change. He said they said the corner of who is first and die. When last did you receive the cross and ask God, check me again? It is like a mirror. And when a man appears there, everything that is not in the image of God will be revealed, the propensity, the desires, the loss, the ambition, the ruin that is no yielded to God. It is there that it is made there. Sack my heart and all my ways. That is the cry of the man that has come to the point where God has started working. David said, Is there any evil way in me? This is a man that wants to ask God. He said, I will not give sleep to my eyes. Lost number to my eyelids until I find a resting place for the God of Jacob. A man is yielded to God. He says, Such my heart. He's not willing to stop anywhere. His desire is to see God come. His ambition is not worth it. He said, Except the color wheat falls down to the ground and dies. Is there anything in meeting God? Some of the time you will not see it. That's why you have to come to the mirror and ask God, Such me, such me. Is it possible that the things that I'm writing and saying that it is progress, that that is what is even limiting me from entering into the next stage? You have to reveal myself to me. I look at myself, I'm not seeing it, but I know that you see me as I am. Bring me before the eternal mirror and begin to bring myself, order myself, align my ways. Yeah. Yeah.
want to use me, you have to die first. That is the secret of fruitfulness. Men that have died. Remember, the Bible made us to understand. Jesus was doing ministry for long. He was healing miracles, all kinds of things. But the season came. The Bible said that he told them that the Son of Man will go to Jerusalem and then we crucify him, he will die and stay in the belly of the earth for three days and then he will rise up. When he began to say that, do you know what Peter told him? Peter told him, five minutes from you, you will not die. Do you know why? All of them are hanging around Jesus thinking that he's a man that will rise into rank in the political time, political um, crime of their time. Huh? They want to be senator, they want to be governor. They think the government of God is after the natural. They didn't know it's a spiritual government. So when Jesus is saying, I want to die, they say, oh, now don't talk that thing again. When all of us have positioned ourselves, now I will be this, I will be that. In the coming revival, I will be this. When God will move it, I will be this, I will be this. You have to drop down your idol. You will have to come down and ask God, make a cross, walk again in my life, and root out everything that is not of you. And root out competition. And root out bitterness. And root out lust. And root out root out. We are in the valley of decision. It is Kadash Banya. You know the problem. You can actually touch the anointing and be doing ministry. But the problem is that the season will come and we arrive at Kadash. Kadash Banya. That is where Miriam died. Kadash Banya. The anointed sons. When they came out of the land of Egypt, Miriam raised the soul. And when she sang, the whole of the children of Israel will be galvanized by her song. But the day came, something is still there. And it came out. It will not come out because you are small. It's when you rise up to attack Satan and bring down the structures of darkness. That is when Satan will unveil your weakness in the spirit. You will cry today. Before Satan will catch me, I will catch him. Out of the ashes, no matter in today, I see the breaking of a brand new day. In which the name of the Lord alone is glorified. I see the breaking of a brand new day. Listen. A great man of God that I respect. He said he was doing ministry for long. Until one day Jesus gave him an encounter. And when the encounter happened, he said he left his body. And suddenly he looked at himself. He saw himself like a darkness. He said, he asked the angel, who is this? The angel said, that's you. You are as dark as this in the spirit. You are in the natural You are a great man of God. We live our life in a plane in the spirit. So that our real self will be unveiled. What is stopping us? I come with a knife today in UNL because the agenda of God must work. Do you know the problem? If God comes on our camp without circumcision, He will bring upon us and we will die. We will lack the capacity to carry it. Because even the judgment that is coming doesn't respect anybody.